Hi, I'm Ben Rizzuto, and you're listening to Plan Talk from Janice Henderson Investors. Today, I'd like to talk about an issue that faces each and every retiree how much they can withdraw from their accounts on an annual basis. Not only is this a difficult question, but one of the challenges that many people in retirement face is that they are living longer. Certainly that's not bad news, it's actually quite good news, but what it does mean is that the money that's been put away for retirement needs to last more years than perhaps we initially thought. In fact, according to the Society of Actuaries, a 65-year-old male in average health has a 35% chance of living to age 90. For a woman, the odds are 46%. And if our two 65-year-olds live together, there is a 50% chance both will still be alive 16 years later and that one will survive 27 years. So once again, as people live longer, it means that the money put away for retirement needs to last that much longer. Not only are people living longer, but there are a number of variables that go into this question, which makes the decumulation problem one of the trickiest problems in finance. The question, again, that faces all retirees is how much they can withdraw from their accounts on an annual basis to meet their retirement expenses. In answering this question, One wants to make sure that they don't withdraw too much, nor withdraw too little. It's a classic Goldilocks scenario, since if you withdraw too much, you run the risk of running out of money before the end of retirement. And if you withdraw too little, you leave money on the table and may inadvertently limit your level of enjoyment in retirement. To put it very simply, and somewhat morbidly, you want to die with one dollar. The answer to this thorny question that many have been using since 1994 is the 4% rule. Now, this rule is based on research conducted by William Bengen, where he said that a 4% withdrawal rate adjusting for inflation annually would be sustainable over a 30-year period in retirement. So, for example, if your account balance at the beginning of retirement is $500,000, your first year withdrawal would be $20,000. That's 500,000 times 4%. Then if we assume a 2.5% inflation rate, your second year withdrawal would be 20,500. That's $20,000 from the first year plus 2.5% for inflation. Now, research has varied over the years since 1994, with some arguing that the annual inflation adjustment is unnecessary and that the lack of flexibility in the 4% rate doesn't allow for market volatility and lifestyle changes over time. Most recently, Morningstar released research that brought this quote-unquote rule into question. Through their analysis, they believe that the withdrawal percentage is now just 3.3%. Interestingly, Mr. Bengen quickly responded saying that his updated estimate would be 4.7%. So what is the answer? 
Well, as much as I would like to give you one number that works for everyone, I can't. There is no right answer for everyone. It, like many things, depends. Your situation is different than mine, so your withdrawal percentage is going to be different than mine. The 4% rule may work on average, but we do not live our lives on the average. Our financial lives are singular to us. So using a rule or average may not be useful for our specific situation. Now, that is not to say that these rules should be completely discounted. I do feel that they should be viewed as well-informed starting points. So if you use 4% or 3.3% or some other percentage as your starting percentage, you must then consider items that these rules don't consider. This would include things like medical expenses, market fluctuations, and your personal tax rate. Plus, don't forget inflation. Interestingly, the inflation rate assumption that has been used in many cases has only been 2.2%. And as we all know, inflation has been quite a bit higher of late, ranging from between 5 to 6.8% over the last few months. Therefore, it's important to sit down with your financial advisor and consider assets, expenses, your budget in retirement, and how these items may change over time. The key word to note within that previous sentence is change. To expect everything to stay exactly the same, withdrawal rate included, from the start of your retirement to the end of retirement, is imprudent. We all have experienced years where the market does better, or the market tanks, or inflation is low, or expenses are higher, or income is lower. And throughout all of those periods, we make changes. Maybe it's cutting back on spending or taking gains after a good year in the market. Whatever it is, the 4% or 3.3% rule should not be called rules because as soon as changes occur, those rules may need to be broken. But we must start somewhere. And because of that, I do like 4%. Why? If nothing else, it makes the math easy. However, if you'd like to be more conservative, which could help ensure you don't run out of money, use 3%. On the other hand, depending on your situation, you may want to use a higher percentage. To figure out that starting point, it is again important to sit down and do the math. Whether it's at your kitchen table or with your financial advisor, be sure to review your assets, your expenses, your healthcare needs, and how these will change in the future. Consider your bequest intentions, taxes, and your overall goals. Going through this process will help you figure out your withdrawal percentage and create a plan. But remember that changes may be required in the future. And while we don't like change, especially when it comes to money, having a plan and having reasonable expectations are key to retirement success and consistent, sustainable cash flows in retirement. Now, if you'd like to see more details on these rules and how they're created, other research that has been conducted, which includes some charts and graphs, please check out my blog post on the Janice Henderson website, where I've been able to go into more depth. Until next time, thanks for listening today. I'm Ben Rizzuto, and this is Plant.
The opinions and views expressed are as of the date published and are subject to change. They are for information purposes only, and should not be used or construed as an offer to sell, a solicitation of an offer to buy, or a recommendation to buy, sell or hold, any security, investment strategy, or market sector. No forecasts can be guaranteed. Opinions and examples are meant as an illustration of broader themes, are not an indication of trading intent, and may not reflect the views of others in the organization. It is not intended to indicate or imply, that any illustration or example mentioned is now, or was ever held in any portfolio. Janus Henderson Group PLC, through its subsidiaries, may manage investment products with a financial interest in securities mentioned herein, and any comments should not be construed as a reflection on the past, or future profitability. There is no guarantee that the information supplied is accurate, complete, or timely, nor are there any warranties with regards to the results obtained from its use. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal and fluctuation of value. Janus Henderson is a trademark of Janus Henderson Group PLC or one of its subsidiaries. Copyright Janus Henderson Group PLC. C01224167002524